This is the Copper Crab Podcast. What up? I'm Cheney Crab. Veen Copperwise here. Today on the podcast, our guest is Sarah Joanne. She is the guitarist and vocalist of a band called Anchor Thought, and she's also a fucking incredible artist. And you guys need to check out her uh, art page at SJD Art Hustle on Instagram. Thanks. That art <laughs> handle. <laughs> sloppy Joe. Yeah, slo- or Sloppy Joe, a.k.a. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wanted to talk to you about the art thing right away because I knew, um, like a while ago, that you you did this SpongeBob painting, right? And you you yeah. threw it up on TikTok, and I knew that it had like gone viral. But I went to look at it today, and I was like, "Holy shit! She has a million views on her first uh, TikTok video that she's ever done, or that you yeah, ever did." Yeah, it was fucked up. I was like, "Dude." my art page is going to blow up. And then like all the rest of them, all the rest of the videos on my TikTok for my art are way better than the fucking bold and brash Squidward painting, but they have like a thousand views and I'm just like, fuck you, TikTok. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's like a monopoly followers, like monopoly money. It's not like, it's not real. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I do feel like that with TikTok too, because mine, I like my videos haven't done nearly as well as that one did for you. But like the first video I posted on TikTok got, 20,000 views and I was like holy shit okay I'm moving over to TikTok that's what I do now and it's like sometimes I get only 800 views on a video it's very hit or miss on that yeah and Cheney locks herself in the bathroom if she gets (laughs) less than a thousand views on a video (laughs) don't we all (laughs) that's a joke by the way doesn't actually my joke that I say all the time is like if this post doesn't get very many likes I'm locking myself in the bathroom I'm gonna cry about it <laughs> but yeah, yeah, did you end up selling a bunch of those because you got so many views on it? Dude, yeah. So not really off of TikTok because I got a lot of messages on TikTok about it. Mm-hmm. But um everyone on TikTok, I didn't even sell them for that much. I mass produced, mass produced, whatever, relative to what I normally do with my art. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably made like 40 of them all at once because it's a cartoon. Like it's pretty easy to do if you have all the paint mixed up draw like maybe not 40 it may have been 40 you actually painted them all you didn't like get prints made no no it's just like acrylic paint yeah um but yeah i made a fuck ton of them and um the people on tiktok they're all like kids and like teenagers so like i would be like yeah um give me like 80 bucks for this painting they're like oh i'll paint it myself and i'm like how much how how like what did you expect anyway but i sold more off of like instagram and facebook but like I did sell some off of TikTok, but you'd think it's just like, I guess it's the demographic that people are just like younger. Oh, totally. I mean, kids haven't gotten to the point yet. You know, at 13, you don't really uh, value the work that goes into making art in the same way that you do once you're our age and you know everything that goes on behind the scenes. Yeah, I'm not mad about it. I mean, I sold all the ones that I made, so... That's, cool. That's pretty That's fucking cool. cool, man. Yeah. And it yeah. was like, I mean, you make all kinds of amazing paintings. And that one was just like you doing uh, something that you didn't even create from your mind, you know? So it's like kind of cool to make money off of that. Yeah. My boyfriend, um, a couple of years ago, he asked me to make one for him just because he thought it was funny. And then I had another friend ask me to make one for them. So I made a TikTok video of it. And, you know, that happened. Yeah. And I was just like, I got to make a bunch of these. And it worked. I, I need to make another round because that was like last year. 
I need to make another round. I've been thinking about, cause the thing about TikTok is you have to have like a niche. I've read, yeah. I haven't tried it. I need to just like delete those, delete the ones I have and make a new one because apparently the way to go with TikTok is when you make your page, you need to follow only pages that are in your niche. Huh. Uh, Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. yeah, yeah and only sense. Co- and comment on them and just like interact with them. So your um, algorithm or whatever, however you say it, knows what you like and like what you're involved in. So anyway, I'm probably going to make a whole new page and follow a bunch of like SpongeBob shit and just like paint a bunch of like SpongeBob frames. Yeah. From like the, from some episodes and just like post those. Cause they're kind of easy. They're like cartoons. Yeah. So totally. like it, it would take me a day to just like make a bunch of random ones and see which ones are the popular ones. Who knows? So yeah. all you're going to follow is SpongeBob. What? So, so you're only going to follow SpongeBob. I guess so. That's apparently the way to go. I don't know. On my art, on my, I'm going to get like a SpongeBob art page. Okay. Yeah, that's really smart. I Going mean, th- you definitely it. should do that. Right? Why, yeah. why the fuck not? And why not? all of those logistics about like TikTok and, you know, Instagram has its own lo- logistics for getting views on there and Facebook has it. It's so interesting to me. Naveen and I have like been, you know, getting up to date on all of it uh over yeah, the pandemic we're yeah because we're, we're old so we're having to like <laughs> read books and stuff yeah it's how a, do you use instagram it's a, yeah instagram for dummies <laughs> <laughs> but it actually yeah. seems to work if you do like some of the the tips for instagram or whatever like make a caption that's thoughtful or you yeah. know whatever like yeah. But I, I like to talk a lot, so that's pretty easy for me. I'm just like, Same. I'll just say everything that's going on in the video, and it's like, you know, a caption that's really long. But to me, when I yeah. see people write long captions, I'm like, man, I'm not fucking reading all this, but apparently, I don't know, something apparently about on other, Instagram, other if you make a like longer caption, it, it works. more people see it or read it, I don't know. Yeah, and I also read that on TikTok, one of the things to do is instead of filling up the description with hashtags, you should only use six hashtags at a time. Yeah, I've read that too. It's really weird. I don't I don't know how that would work, but Hashtag but yeah, it's all secrets. really fascinating. And TikTok to me is like the wild west of uh social media still because like while you do, you know, you do have to pay attention to the algorithm a little bit. It it seems like it's a lot easier to go on there and like you did with your first fucking post, get a million uh people to watch it. It, and it's there's something that's a little more organic about it, but I'm wondering yeah. when when you know TikTok will be just like Instagram and Facebook and bury everyone's shit and you know. But it but it is cool that you don't have to. I don't know. Instagram has this thing where it's like uh, unless you're a person who actually has a bunch of followers, you're not generally getting a ton of views. Like your views really re- reflect. Yeah, that's the big difference is because like with Instagram, I've found that you pretty much know what, how many views you're going to get. Like you don't know, but you know, like the range of views you're going to get. Usually you're like, oh, I usually get this many views. Like, oh, I got a little bit more. That's cool. But with TikTok, it could go, you get 500 or you could get 500,000. It's so true. Yeah. So far I've only gotten the one. (laughs) <laughs> all right let's but let's like, hope for another mill on one of your let's hope that one of my music things actually like, i, I know yeah yeah oh shit disconnected can you hear me again yeah we're, yep. good. We're, good. we're good okay cool but yeah like 
it's just like you said, it's hit or miss. You just got to keep stabbing into the dark vigorously. I uh, suppose. Totally. totally. Were yeah. you, were you disappointed in any way that it was your art that ended up getting a ton of views and not your music? I don't think about it that way. Yeah. I understand that like the music that I play is a very niche, weird thing. If I was trying to get a million views on something, I wouldn't play like weird proggy nerd shit. I, know, I don't know. So you know true. what I mean? Like I'm not of like, course. Oh, I didn't get a million views this time. I yeah. do get like, you know, it's a little discouraging if it doesn't get a, as many as you expect, but I'm not like sad about it. You know what I mean? You're not going to yeah. lock yourself in the bathroom over your lack of views. <laughs> I don't video. know. Not, <laughs> I try not to. <laughs> I mean, it's easy to get caught up in that kind of thinking, but for sure. I, like for me, it's like fun to think about, but I think of it more like as it's like a video game or something. You know totally. I mean? like, Dude, oh, me cool. too. And then, and then if you think of it like that, then you're not going to. You know, lock yourself no, it's in the just like, room. yeah, you know, I scored okay on this one, on to the next thing. Yeah. I'll play it again, you know. That's exactly, that's exactly how I think about it, too. And it's like, like, you know, it is what it is, and yeah. you just gotta, like I said, just, I feel like I just stab into the dark with everything that I like to do, and if one thing does well, I just kind of keep posting that thing, even if in my real life I'm doing ten other things. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. totally. That's, that's kind of yeah. what I've been doing, too, and uh, videos with double bass are two two x the views probably. Yeah. If no double oh, bass, yeah. no double bass. It's so not, true. A, not no views. If you look at his <laughs> videos, it's it, he was showing me this yesterday. It's like a lot of his view counts have to do with how fast the song yeah, is. It's the direction. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'll just start the video with double bass and then like that's it. You know, yeah. just to like bump up the views. I've noticed bit. with <laughs> I've noticed with vocals like doing acapella videos never ever get as many views as when I'm doing something over a track. So yeah, same thing with guitar. If I'm like doing room audio, some th sometimes I don't care. I will do room audio with guitar just so if it's something that's hard that I worked a lot on learning how to play, I'll do room audio just so people can't talk shit yeah. and say that it's fake. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like right. I remember I learned like um, an intro to an alluvial song and it was so hard and I was like, I don't care how much time I spend on it. I'm going to make a room audio video of this just so people can't talk shit about it and yeah. say like, oh, it's fake. Yeah. <laughs> I know, totally. And it's weird that you have to like think about those things, because especially in the last like two years, I feel like the the like mimed gu guitar player thing especially has like really come to light or people are starting yeah. to find out about it, even though we all know that people have been doing this shit forever. Yeah, we all, we all. <laughs> yeah. We all know that that's what everyone was doing before, but I, I really feel like with the Buried Alive kid that, that yeah. a lot of people started talking about it. And um, <laughs> so now you have to like do the room audio thing. thing you can because still edit room audio. You can life. edit room I audio. Could, I can yeah. 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 rip that shit up. But, the, but people shape. don't know that, yeah, you know? There's Honestly, no... Like, yeah. What? There's no way to prove that you're like actually doing. Yeah. It. Yeah. True. Possible. But honestly, though, even with like the miming thing, I think as long as you're not like ev like we like you said, everyone knows for the most part like that people do it. As long as you're not like being like that kid and like lying about it. Yeah. 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 And like writing a fucking book about it. Do whatever you want. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I know. But, like, because apparently, apparently that's what happened. But whatever. But yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> social media is just like. I feel like the way that I like to look at it now is that like you just have to be ready for the next thing because like in five, I don't know about five years, who knows, but like five, definitely 10 years, Instagram 
not going to yeah, be a thing absolutely. anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So you just have to be ready. And I don't even know what that means or like being ready, but like just be ready to like pounce on the next thing. I kind of do that with TikTok, but TikTok isn't as fun for me, I guess, because it's more like I'm broadcasting with Instagram. I feel like I'm broadcasting to my peers. Yeah. And yeah. like, it's, it's really like, I get a lot of like positive feedback from my friends that I know. And it's super cool with TikTok. I post all my Instagram videos on there too, mm -hmm. but like, it feels like I'm broadcasting to like people that I don't know. And it's like, whatever, it's a different, I have to like make myself want to do it. I'm not as like, yeah, um, oh, absolutely. I don't know what the word is. I'm not as, um, motivated to do it. Yeah. Motivated to like, yeah. be like, yeah, TikTok because like, <laughs> I don't know. But you have to be, I guess, because it's just, if you're going to, in this day and age, I guess, if you're going to like try to do the music thing and you don't already have a touring band, mm -hmm. you know, or whatever, or maybe even if you do, like, you just have to be ready to do the next thing. You know what I mean? I think yeah, you're yeah. totally right about that. You have to be, you have to keep your an open mind to any new like platform that comes around, but also do it with the, the thought in mind that it, may not take off. Like I remember three mm -hmm. or four years ago, everyone was trying to jump ship from Facebook onto this other like, uh, Vera. I remember that. Vera. I remember Vera. What called. Vera. Yeah. 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 And I mean, dude, it was like a mass exodus for about 12 hours. Everyone was like, fuck peace, Facebook, fuck y'all. I'm going over to this. And then two days later, no one was using it. Literally anymore. 12 hours. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so true. And uh, I mean, I don't know if you're old enough, to I don't know if you were around when MySpace was around. Were you like? Yeah, I was. I remember when I was in sixth grade, my mom made me delete my MySpace because I said a cuss word on it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I moved to Facebook. That's when that that's the year that I was in like sixth grade or seventh grade, maybe. I think it was sixth grade when MySpace died. Yeah. But I had wow. had one for a couple of years and me and my friends were on it. So I know what my species is. Yeah. yeah. So, you, you moved over. so you were, did, were you a scene kid? Did you go through the whole thing? Oh my fucking God. Don't get me started. Don't all right. Me. I'm going to go. Uh, I deleted all the pictures. They might, there might be a few in there, but it was, it was, it was, it was pretty intense. I was going to say, oh, I'm going to go lurk your uh, MySpace right after this episode is over. I was going to say, once you got your Facebook, did you not uh, add your mom so she couldn't check out your oh absolutely absolutely <laughs> i don't think my mom had a facebook at that point like i can yeah. say all the swear words the i want now like kind of like weird thing to them at that point totally i yeah. actually didn't i i got a facebook after my mom and dad wow i remember they they oh, had yeah. they both had it and i was like well i guess it's probably time for me to get one if that's, like, my parents that's have it I, I remember like social media not really being for parents until yeah. until like a year or two into facebook and everyone had them and i'm like oh this is kind of weird i didn't really yeah. like the feeling of it at first but you know it's fine now it's chill yeah so you um like you didn't really tour before you like before becoming well known on the internet right oh absolutely not i mean like i've been playing i've been doing music and like playing shows and stuff where i grew up since i was a kid and stuff like that mm -hmm. but like um no i've never toured with the anchor thought stuff i've never done anything like that i just like um started this internet i don't even really like it's just like my project and i like went to nam and i just networked and i got to know all these people that um want to support me and like believe in me and stuff. And that's super cool. And we are, I am going to tour. I'm not sure what 
Sorry, I'm trying to fix this. No problem. I'm not sure who I'm going to get to drum. Uh huh. Oh, your drummer. I think my drummer is broken. Every drummer is broken except for you, apparently. <laughs> what <But> what <laughs> happened? Because you, it Anchor Thought is you and your drummer, right? That that's the yeah band. yeah. Um, his name's Tony. He um did a lot of the rhythm guitars and all the drums, and I did like most of the melody and all the vocals and all the piano stuff. And we kind of like switched back and forth on the bass. Um, so yeah, it was me and Tony's project. He's in abiotic and um, ladder math. He's a Boston dude. Okay. Oh, okay. I was actually going to ask you that because I know I recognized his name, Tony Simone, right? And he, yeah, Tony he, Simone, Tony Simone, Tony Simone, Tony Simone. <laughs> <laughs> and he, I uh, like He's makes really Tony, sick dude. videos. He's a sick animator as well. Oh my fucking God, dude. He started doing that shit. Like, 2018 20 i don't know actually maybe 2017 but he's come so far with that shit in such a short amount of time like it's i i can't imagine how much effort it takes because he did what was it the uh he did the um fuck i can't remember which fans he's done it for but all the videos that i've seen him done seen him do so far have been like really really sick and each one is better than the last yeah, there was one that I saw him do recently. It wasn't for Abiotic. It was for a different band, but it was newer and it was really good. And I like uh, I did a guest vocal part on the last Abiotic. We're release. thinking about the same band. Yeah, we have. We I must like an be. Idiot. I can't <laughs> think what it is. I, I, dude, it's like a more well-known band too, right? John Matos. Yeah. What about him? Why are we? He's Abiotic. <laughs> Is it abiotic? No, it's not abiotic. But oh, okay. but I did a guest vocal part on the latest abiotic, and when they sent me that video before it came out that Tony did, and my part came on, I like got goosebumps because I thought he animated it so so well. He just yeah. I think that you know when you are like a full blown musician and you get into animating or video direction or any of that shit, it just works really well, especially if you're working on your own music. Like yeah. Naveen and I have been talking about this lately with what we want to do for our next record and shooting the videos for it. And it's like, at the end of the day, I don't know if anyone would be able to edit the video the way that uh, one of us would envision it, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's like, but yeah, his stuff is really cool. So you started the band with Tony. Is that how he was introduced to Abiotic and every... No, 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 no. Okay. I don't know how I got introduced to Abiotic. But um, I was just like, I started the Anchor Thought stuff and... um. I, he's like, he was already in the scene. He's already doing stuff. But like, um, I was just posting videos of my stuff and, um, he just kind of offered to help out. And then he had a studio in Boston and I started going up there to record with him. And then, um, he, like I said, he wrote a lot of the, uh, rhythm parts. So when we did some Nam demos, I had him play, the Nam demos with me. So like he was playing guitar there, but he's, he would be the drummer if we toured. But, um, anyway, so yeah, it's just me doing the vocals and the guitar stuff and like a bunch of melodies. And then he did like the, um, like the rhythms. Cause I, I tried to get into drums. I'm just not, I'm just not good at it. Really? <laughs> I had a drum oh, kit like in my program. room, okay. excuse me, at my mom's house from the time I was 15 to 18. And like I can I can play rock stuff like I play a lot of like Smashing Pumpkins and shit, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. but like um, as far as like I can't do like double bass stuff or anything fancy. I just like jam on drums sometimes. Yeah, but 
even programming drums, I can't. It just sounds like absolute garbage. <laughs> oh, you're not into programming drums either? No, no. And I'll, actually, I use when I'm like making Instagram videos and stuff of just like random riffs. I'll just use like some get good drums beats or something like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I guess but, uh, that's good. That type of stuff does work for that. The get good drums, yeah, the groove uh, packs and shit. Like it's cool for just writing stuff on top of if you're not. If you don't like enjoy program programming drums, I really like programming drums. I can like get stoned and just go in on dr on programming drums for like five hours to the point that it's like, dude, I'm you're spending way too much time on this song that yeah. no one is ever gonna listen to. Like, <laughs> you see, I'll do that, but it'll still sound like hot garbage and <laughs> just making want to fucking like jump in front of a bus. So I just don't try to do it. That's when I you lock yourself in the bathroom is yeah. when your drums yeah, go bad. Uh, I can program some pretty mean drums. Dude. Yeah, you can. can That's that. for fucking sure. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so ultimately you want that band to be a touring project or are you maybe going to do something else? Um, I'll see where it goes. Like I definitely, I have work, I have songs. Um, I have all the guitars recorded for six songs for an EP. Um, and some of the vocals recorded. I'm in the process of recording bass and I was supposed to get the drums recorded for a couple of songs last week. And I'm getting, um, like I said, Tony's broken right now. His there's something like wrong with his leg or something. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, well, well, what? Um, yeah. I thought you were just saying he's out of commission. I, I I, I'm bands. not exactly sure what's going on. Like, and also I don't think he has a drum kit where he's living right now. Oh. Anyway, he's not able to record right now, but I got Matt from, uh, wormhole and gray lotus and okay. uh oh, sick. he's in like fucking 10 bands but um i'm getting him to record the drums for these songs and we were supposed to go record in new jersey last week and the day before we were going out to record he hurt his leg like with a at work like he just like is lifting something so like me and my boyfriend we couldn't like cancel the studio time because it was literally the day before so like i went up there and we just kind of like recorded some extra guitar stuff and that was cool, but um, it's like, yeah, I, I'm not sure who I'm going to get to do that, but I definitely want to tour with this material. Yeah, and uh -huh. um, I'm not sure if it's going to be um, like me hiring a bunch of people and doing it and just being like my project, or if I'm going to get more people on board. I know um, of a lot of people who are willing to do it. This is not set in stone yet because it's like. Since COVID happened, I've been like, I'm not even thinking about that right now. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah totally, I mean? yeah. totally. That's, but okay, um, I'm just sure. focusing on getting the songs recorded so um, we can do that. But definitely, I'm definitely going to tour with this stuff eventually. But um, it's just a matter of when and how. Are you yeah. doing, but, are you tracking with Kevin? Yeah. Kevin, how do you say his last name? And Antriusian, I believe. I probably messed it up, but he he call he says Antriusian mm -hmm. because like in his videos, I think he introduces himself as Kevin Antriusian because it's just easier. But I believe the correct pronunciation is Antriusian. Oh, okay. Antriusian. Yeah, he's a cool but guy. Also, he might kill me. That might be. <laughs> <the wrong word. laughs> he's rad. We uh, did uh, a leg of that final Dillinger tour, so well, you know we hung out with him a bit on that. He's a really rad dude. Dude, he we like work so well together. Just like we have a really good flow. I remember I recorded, I like I said, I recorded guitars for six songs. I went up 
to New Jersey to his place twice in the fall, once for three days, four days, and once for three days. And I recorded all the guitars and it was just so streamlined and we were working really well together. He's like super professional. I love working with that. I love working with him. That's, That's awesome. awesome. And okay. So you're a guitar player. You obviously know how to track yourself. So what is the thought process behind not tracking yourself and going to someone else to track guitars? Oh my God, dude. That's what I was doing. Um, at the beginning of COVID, I was going to record with, um, with, uh, my friend drew and that's what, you know, I like working with him too. Are you talking about uh, his Drew's girlfriend? Stiff? Drew Stalin? What? Drew Stalin? Yeah. 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 He lives like 15 minutes away from me oh, or like 10 now, but, um, his girlfriend, and I mean, they couldn't get COVID. Like they were not going to risk hanging out with literally anyone. So I couldn't go to his place. So I was trying to record myself, but I just second guess myself too much. I just really enjoy, I think it's worth paying the money to have someone help produce me. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm recording guitar, because like, no, I'm, I know you just said, like, I appreciate you saying that, but like, I'm not, I don't feel comfortable recording <laughs> myself for my own EP. I feel comfortable recording my own demos, Yeah. yeah. but I just really, I think it's worth the money to have someone be like, at least at this point, um, to have someone be like, do it again. You could do this a little better. That's a little flat or that's a little whatever, whatever. Um, and even just having someone there with me helps me not second guess myself because it was taking me when I was recording at my house, when I was trying to record myself at my house, I was going to send my stems to drew and just have him like, you know, produce them that way. Mm -hmm. But I was just like second guessing myself too much and it was taking forever. And I'm just like, this isn't going to work. Like I need to go to a place and I'd already worked with Kevin in the past and I really like how he, um, you know, yeah, no, it's definitely nice how we having, work together. Having so. someone there. I mean, even like Chaney could record herself, but I, yeah, I, I mean, if I'm doing vocals. like a guest vocal part, then I'm down to track my own vocals and it's fine, but there are just certain, you know, Naveen is an engineer. I don't have a passion for it whatsoever. I don't I, either. It's the worst. I hate yeah. doing that shit. Oh my God. I've tried to set my foot <laughs> in it and I'm like, I don't have, I can't. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's just, it's more, this sounds weird, but it seems like it takes a bit more of a mathematical brain than I have to, mm -hmm. like, I'm... Total psycho. Whoever records is a total psycho. Everyone I know who who is an engineer is a total psycho, in a good way. Mm -hmm. You know, many of my great friends are engineers, but they're fucking psychos. Except for Mark Lewis, who seems pretty... Except for Mark Lewis, yeah. He's kind of the most normal engineer. He's the only one I've ever met who's normal. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin's pretty cool, though, too. Yeah, Kevin seems pretty normal, too. Kevin's really... (laughs) Kevin's, like... Kevin is really fucking chill. And I'm like, you are so, like, chill and normal and, like... You don't have, you seem like you don't have any problems. So I don't know what he's hiding. <laughs> yeah, he's got some dead bodies buried in his backyard, dude. Cool. So, what kind of like material is this stuff that you're working on? It's like just. What do you mean? Like, what's like what the, genre? No, I mean, like, just how would you maybe explain it? Yeah, is it like similar to the stuff that you've put out before? Is it different? What's the. It's similar. It's just like better. It's not written by a teenager. <laughs> but, um,. Yeah, no, I just, um, I'm really fucking, I'm really, really stoked about it. It's kind of the same. It's just a little more evolved, I think. And a lot of the feedback I got from the first EP was that like, Sarah, you need to repeat some parts. Yeah. You need, yeah. To, you need to <laughs> come back to some parts and have like a thesis and have like some choruses that repeat. 
because my brain is like, oh, here's a new thing. Here's a new thing. Here's yeah, a new yeah. part. Like, oh, this is cool. And that's cool for like a lot of people like that. But like just in general, mm-hmm. you know, totally. You should have a chorus that repeats. Anyway, so it's just more structured, uh-huh. I, I feel. And I've had a lot more time to um, just get better at guitar, I guess. And just uh-huh. like pick harder. I just pick harder now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dude, yeah. Totally. More aggro. Yeah. Are you uh, singing on it as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm recording vocals with uh, with Mike Smesky. Oh, oh okay. Awesome. Awesome, yeah, man. he um he lives like ten minutes away, and my boyfriend was roommates with him for like a year, and I practically like lived at his house for a little while before I moved to Baltimore. Um, and uh, I work really well with him. He's been my vocal coach for a while. I would I would have gone to Kevin for vocals, but like like I said, he's been my vocal coach, and he just knows my voice so well, and he knows how to like pull out certain things that I might not hear, yeah, and mm. stuff like that. So um. I feel really comfortable working with him and with vocals. It's different. Cause like I said, with guitar, I went to Kevin's place twice and I banged it all out with vocals. You can't go hard like that for like three days in a row. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Sometimes you can, but if I'm going to pay like that much money to do something, I want to know that I'm going to be able to finish out the session. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I can just drive to Mike's house for a day and then come back here yeah, and totally. just schedule. You know what I mean? But yeah, kind of spread um, it out. Spread yeah. it out more. Well, we went through that with the album that we're making right now because you know, we had planned. I was going to go to Mark Lewis. We we're going to fly to Nashville and he was mm-hmm. going to do vocal production on the record. But I'm just not that kind of vocalist. I don't like I like having a few months to like go over and and sort of produce myself and like yeah. comb over my work. So I've just found that it's best to just do our albums with Naveen because then I can work at my own pace like a couple of hours a night. I usually yeah. I usually just emphasize certain parts at a time and I don't necessarily get an entire song done at once. And Yeah. And I just like I'm not the type of person who can go in and do uh five eight hour days and then be happy, totally happy no, and comfortable. No, that is not that is not realistic. Yeah, for most people, I'm not going to say that no one can do it. Obviously, but that I don't. I wouldn't hold on. I wouldn't um beat yourself up about that. Yeah. I feel the exact same way. I'm like I'm not. Because like I would be like, yeah, I get finished this song in a day Mm -hmm. and then I get a third of it done in a day. And I'm just like, oh, well, now my my, now my voice is tired or something like that. But that's that's the sick thing about working with Mike is that he just knows my voice so well. And um, when I got finished with the first vocal session that I did with him, I think it was like a month ago um, in his little in his studio. um, When I came home. I wasn't tired at all. My voice had actually, I was, I wouldn't stop singing. I felt like my voice sounded the best it has ever sounded when I came home that night. And I was just like, damn dude. Like I also didn't smoke weed for like weeks before really that session. That probably had like something to do with it. But like, um, yeah, I was like, damn dude. Like it just, I'm just really happy with how it's coming along so far. And I'm not feeling tired mm-hmm. after um, my voice isn't feeling tired afterwards. You know what I mean? Totally. Uh-huh. So opposed to like, if I had like booked four days straight and then if like, if I had gone to Kevin's place and booked four days to do vocals, like, yeah, I could probably like track some vocals for all the, for a bunch of songs in four days. But when I came home, would I be like, Oh, 
I could have just done better if I had done one day, two days here, one day here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. Um, God, what, what was I going to say about that? Fuck, I just totally lost my train. Oh, okay. So you went to Mike, you started going to Mike Semeski for, for vocal coaching. What, what led you to that decision? Because I personally, I go back and forth with whether or not I want to go to a vocal coach. I've not, I'm completely self-taught with everything. And um, so what brought you to that decision and how do you think it's improved? Holy shit, I'm sunburned. Oh my God. (laughs) No, it's made a huge difference. Like, um, (laughs) so I actually had a song ready and recorded that I had done with Drew um, in 2019. At the very end of 2019, we recorded one song and I played it at NAMM and stuff like that. And I liked how it sounded. Mm -hmm. And this has nothing to do with him, but I just wanted to re-record it because after... I had just gotten better at guitar. And also after I started taking lessons with Mike, I was like, I, I was self-taught too up until last year. And um, I was like, I don't know how to explain it, but he just, I didn't know the difference between a head voice and like a mixed voice and a chest voice. It's different totally. because I don't do screaming right. at all. So mm-hmm. like, I, I don't, I don't know. I just don't, but like um, it's, I just understand it more yeah and i understand how to stretch my voice a little more and um i know how to like label certain things so that i can kind of um not research but like dissect them oh, yeah, more yeah, and yeah. Um, practice them more i don't know if that makes sense you, no, know, like, definitely ter- does. you know the terms a little bit more so you can focus in on what you're actually supposed to do and yeah yeah further research the thing yeah yeah and also it's like when you start to recognize all of those things like what you were just talking about a head voice a chest voice once you um come to that understanding with your body and you start to realize okay so i'm using this to do this and i'm using this to do this so i need to mm-hmm. maybe like for me when i'm doing highs head voice i'm emphasizing my head voice more it's mm-hmm. more nasally and it makes everything just once you understand parts of your instrument, it's just easier to use. So that totally makes sense why you do that. Yeah. And I, I had this conversation with him the last we do one either every week or like every other week, mm-hmm. a lesson. And I remember the last lesson I had with him, I was like, I found this new area of my voice, like in like the mixed voice, head voice region yeah. that I've never heard myself sing before and i could hit notes that i at a level of um at it with i could hit more notes with a tone that i've never heard myself sing before and i'm like i'll listen back to it and i'm like oh my god like who is that yeah <laughs> it's awesome. like an identity crisis i'm like oh my god like whose voice is that like this sounds so weird and now it's like i'm trying to get to renew my voice because like um for example like that song I was talking about that I did with Drew, um, that I redid, like I said, nothing to do with him. I just got better and I just wanted to redo it because of me. But, um, when he sent me the, um, the finished product right before he finished like mixing and mastering it, I was like, so have you tuned the vocals yet or whatever? Because we do do a little tuning and he's like, uh, yeah. And I'm like, it sounds a little weird but it was because I was used to hearing my own voice sing like in my house. Yeah. And I was used to hearing totally. 
organic vocals. So when I heard like the actual good sounding vocals, I was like, that's weird. Yeah. But now I'm getting used to like hearing the voice that I'm not identified with, but that I'm growing into be. I'm growing to be. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah. But um, that's the biggest change I feel that I've had with um, vocal coaching is just like I'm hearing a new voice that is subjectively not subjective that is objectively better and that it can reach more notes with a fuller tone yeah and my struggle funny as funny as it is my struggle has been finding how to use that within my own music because i'm not used to hearing that voice yeah Mm. that's interesting if that makes sense yeah which is awesome it's fucking great yeah it's like new it's new stuff for your toolbox that's really cool i always I mean, I think it's really important to always like learn new things with your voice and just continue to expand things. Like recently I've been having to learn how to do a lot of, um, let's say like sounds of, you know, when people are dying, I've been having to learn how to do a a lot of that stuff. And it's just been expanding my vocal range in a way that, you know, Mm -hmm. if you like practice being choked out or, and things like that, it, it opens a new part of your voice and it just adds you know, a new thing for your toolbox. And I luckily can take that into what I do because people like to hear really fucked up sounds in the type of music that I play. So that's really cool, man. And I, I totally think that it's important to, if you're not getting like vocal lessons or whatever, at least be on YouTube trying to find ways to expand your voice because it is really important. And there are a lot of really cool things you can unlock if you just pay attention yeah. yeah, definitely. And I was, I wasn't, so I wasn't trained at all. And I was just like hearing my own voice and being like, Oh, that sounds good. That doesn't sound good, mm-hmm. which is cool and stuff. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, I've never had any experience with any other vocal coach, but I feel like, um, he's really brought out a lot of really awesome qualities in my voice that I'm just like everything else I've done. Fuck that shit. I'm starting it from fresh. Fuck (laughs) everything else. Like I just want to keep moving forward. You know what I mean? I I don't care if I haven't released anything in a year and a half. Like I just want to keep going, you know? Totally. That's like kind of, I think about that a lot. I'm like, I think I'm just going to not post anything and like redo my drumming. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I say that, but I'm not going to. But I I want to do that every week. When it's I, when I learn something new, you I'm can like, literally right, do that forever. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. can. You can totally do that forever. The self-producing thing. I mean, dude, going back to recording, if I was left with the opportunity that, to sit and listen to my vocals that I recorded for something over and over for like two or three years, I would, and, and nothing yeah. would ever get released. But I guess that's the... That's, the, what's, that's where I am right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's the beauty of, of putting out records is because Naveen and I were talking about this on the last podcast. It's like after every record, no matter how much I loved it while I was working on it, I'm like, I could do so much better than that. And then you get mm-hmm. the opportunity to move on and make new shit and and do the better stuff then but it is like the cycle of being an artist it's like dude i could just sit and change the most minuscule parts on everything that i do mm-hmm. for the rest of my fucking life and no one would ever yeah you kn- you in particular yeah definitely yeah i definitely <laughs> I th- it must be ADD. eventually i'm like 
it's good, man. <laughs> yeah. We're leaving it. Yeah. But see, that's why I don't track my own vocals yeah. for our records because I need what you're saying that you have when you go and track with someone else. It's like, it's nice to be there with someone and yeah. have them hear things that you're not, you know, he's not a vocalist. He's not going to sit and pick out all the shit that I, that I will. Mm -hmm. Like, I can hear parts of my voice when I lay down vocals. And if it's not like the most perfect scream of all time, I'm like, we got to redo yeah. that. And Naveen will be like, okay, you've done 12 takes. They all sound exactly the same. Yeah. Let's like yeah. pick a fucking take. But yeah, I'm like that recording guitar though. Like I'm recording guitar on the new NTS right now. And it's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. It's just like second guessing yourself over and over and over again. Like, is this good? Is this not good? That's yeah. where I, that's what I'm like. I tried it and I'm like, I'm not ready to do that yet. Yeah. I need someone to at least tell me like, that was good. Let's move on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't, <laughs> or, or, or do that again or something. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I don't really second guess. I'm just, I just listen to it and I'm like, oh, that was dog shit. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, yeah. I just know when it's good and when it's not good. So yeah. I, I, I just, takes me a really it takes me a really long time to get the guitar takes the way that i like them to sound oh yeah sure. okay yeah because you know? naveen likes them just like laser beams yeah laser beams so, just like right I mean, there like dun, 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 you know yeah or i'll have like sometimes on the demo like when i make demos i will do, like play it half speed and speed it up you know like that you know, everybody's like in trouble for doing that or whatever but like <laughs> Fuck demos, dude. You can do anything. Yeah, goes. so I'll do that for my for the demos stuff sometimes because I'm not gonna play it a million times and I want it to be perfect. Yeah. So what's cool about that though is that I have that like demo guitars in there, and it's yeah. like I gotta make sure that the real guitar sounds at, like it's obviously not gonna be that clean because the sped up thing sounds insane, but like yeah. cl close to it, you know, like okay, it's. It's a more natural yeah. version of the sped up thing. So I use that as like a, uh, you know, a bar. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if you can do that. With, with that being said, stuff. why do you guys, uh, do you, since you both play guitar, do you like super look um, at people who speed their stuff up for recording? Do you look down on that? I don't know. Um, like I said earlier, it depends. Like, <clears throat> in my opinion, you can, it's art. You can do whatever Agreed. the fuck you want to make your product as long as you aren't lying about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree with that. I, like, I, as long as you aren't, like, you know, just being a fucking dick and being like, I'm the best guitarist ever. Look at what I can do yeah, when yeah. behind the scenes you're just speeding it up. Because in my opinion, like, like I said, it's art. You can do whatever the fuck you want with it mm -hmm. as long as you're not being a dick and being dishonest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally I don't do it personally, but I definitely, like, track pieces and then put oh, them yeah. together oh, yeah. oh of course know? of course who doesn't and the whole yeah. point it's like you know we put out these recordings and realistically this is the first time that we're putting this material together so we mm -hmm. obviously want it to sound the best that it possibly can because it live it's not gonna like playing it live and like getting up to speed over years and like playing the songs perfectly and everything that's ideally when you would record music right right but but we're in this the nature of this industry is that you have to have something out and then you get to go and practice it and tour on it yeah, so yeah. whereas in other art forms like let's say comedy in comedy they go and they practice for like two years and then they get on stage mm -hmm. and and film yeah. the special so it's like a backwards mm -hmm. process so I'm I'm really not opposed to any of the the weird tricks that that people have to do. But I agree with you. Lying is like, yeah, you shouldn't lie. I mean, I 
Most thing. people can tell when you lie anyway. <laughs> it's yeah. true. And also, I don't know, everyone's recordings these days are pretty much not how it's going to sound for right. the most part. Right. You know what I mean? Like, even if, let's say you don't speed anything up or do outrageous punch-ins, but you, like, the snare sample is, like, the craziest thing. Yeah. That, you know, it's like, like a, it's never going to sound like that. Yeah. And, you know, anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Just where do you draw the line? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, but yeah, I don't. But I'm the same way. I mean, I the sped up thing sounds cool. I can hear it when bands do it. Like I can pick it out. Nope. Yeah. You know, ten times out of ten. But yeah. I think it sounds sick. You know? I do too. But I just get my shit clean without doing yeah. half speed. What up? Yeah. <laughs> That's right, bitches. But the only time that that stuff ever really bothers me, the lying thing for sure. But when people take stuff live and they yeah. do weird yeah. shit live, and you know, their fans might not be able to tell, but when you're another band on the tour package and you can see what's going on, like the XFX isn't really going on during this part. Yeah, I so I don't think oh, you're is playing your XFX on. I think it's <laughs> off. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's did like... you turn your amp on? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Are you even playing? <laughs> I mean, well, I... Some, some of them might not be. And that's what it was like back in my day. We, you know, there's a more of an <laughs> emphasis on playing live. I mean, now yeah. you can actually be in a, a musician in a band and not go on tour, but. Which is kind of perplexing to me because there are a lot of bands and musicians like this that exist that their music is fucking great on album. But then if you get them live, it's just n- Yo, not. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Like when you could do whatever you want, but then when you go play live, you're going to look pretty stupid if you can't do a good job yeah. recreating yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, going back to the the like playthrough things and the speeding up stuff. One of the the things that I think that playthroughs are good for on the internet is that people are actually joining bands off of playthroughs. Like, yeah. So when you're going in and you're like speeding up this part of your playthrough and uh, you know changing, quantizing this or whatever, and then you you get into the band that you're trying out for with this quantized video and everything, you make yourself look like an asshole. Because yeah. you yeah. can't actually play any of that music. So yeah. that, I think, is a little uh, wonky. I get that, yeah. that there are people online who, like, they do cover videos and they're not trying to join a band. But, you know, if you're putting stuff up with the the goal, the end goal being, I want to go play this music or I want people to see this and judge me and get me into their band off of this, it's like... I think that it hurts people more than it helps them to do that, even though the views might come in because you appear to be sick. Uh, it's not going to be cool when you're out there playing live and you can actually do yeah, it. Yeah, it's a smack in the face when they finally get out there and they're like, what the fuck? I have to do this fucking sweet thing for real? Oh, I actually, you can't actually hear all the notes. I mean, I like, I don't know. Like I fuck up when I play live pretty much every time. Hell you know, yeah. it's whatever. But like, I definitely, when I'm like recording, when I'm making my music, I definitely play all of it. Like when I'm recording it, I'm like, I might, my demo might be super pieced together. Or like you said, you might like do whatever tricks you can just to be able to hear it exactly. yeah. back in the right. demo. Yeah, exactly. But I definitely make sure that I can play all the parts that I know I'm going to play live. Absolutely. Or I play, or I write, cause I'm not as great at the rhythm stuff as other people are, but I know that it's physically possible to someone to play this rhythm underneath w- the lead that I'm doing or something like that. Totally. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, no, I totally agree with you. It's just like weird. It's like, it's a totally back, it's totally backwards. Yeah. And with that being said, I really like when bands fuck up live because it's like, oh, oh, you guys are a real band. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, if 
if the tracks are playing the whole time and you never fuck up, then it's not really a performance. Not not yeah. not as much. It's just a regurgitation. I don't know if that's a word, but I'm gonna use it. Just like you're regurgitating <laughs> like a the backing track and yeah. you're just like uh you're just like a screen again, mm-hmm. like you are on Instagram basically. Totally. It's like I don't know. That's how I feel like when I do Nam demos. I'm like, is this a show? Is this? A, yeah. is, am I on Instagram right now? Like, what is happening oh, right now? I, I always have so much sympathy for you guys. Like, I've I've watched you do a Nam demo, and I, guitar players especially, I have so much sympathy for you guys because Nam hands. I'm walking around there clammy all day because I'm like yeah. talking to all kinds of people who I haven't seen in a while, and I, I, just the nerves would get to me and I do not know first of all I don't know how guitar players play shows because of sweaty hands like I have no idea oh you just do it and you just fuck up (laughs) (laughs) you just fuck up and like you just keep going so do you get gnarly did you get nam hands oh absolutely dude (laughs) I probably I I mean I've never had a nam demo where people walked up to me and they were and they were like that sucked but I probably in my opinion bombed half of the nam demos i've done i've probably done like six or seven nam demos at this point and there's a few of them that there are videos of them online and i'm like that's cool i kind of did that and then there's a couple of them where i'm like i was so sweaty god was fucking watching me (laughs) and i was like i was like oh my god what the fuck's happening there's this one one of the fishman demos i did i totally just kind of lost track and i was improvising for like a minute and i was like Oh my God, what's happening? And Drew was watching me and he produced one of the songs and he was like, dude, that was crazy. Like, I know what the song's supposed to sound like, but you like pulled off, you bullshitted that so well. That's amazing. <laughs> but it, it's, a, it's a totally different kind of pressure yeah. because yeah, it's just yeah. like, you like, like I said, Tony played a couple, played a few Nam demos with me, but like when you're on stage alone, it's like you're doing a talent show or something. It doesn't feel like a show. I I feel like, I don't know. It's just super, it's a totally unique kind of pressure. It's super weird. And there's like fluorescent And there's like, and the lights are really bright. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. And And it's quiet, which is also quiet. There are people there with cameras. And I mean, the weird thing about it too, is that if people are standing in front of you, it's only like the first two, uh, God, what's the word I'm looking for? First two layers of people yeah, <laughs> that are yeah. Yeah. that can actually hear you there. But those fucking videos get on the internet and then a lot of people can see you. So it's like you don't perceive that it's being seen by a ton of people, but it actually mm-hmm. is in a different way. It's just a, a strange pressure, the Nam thing. And I'm so glad that I that they're not vocal demos. So glad. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know. It's just crazy. I mean, it's really comforting. I after I fuck up at a Nam demo, I've never fucked up so bad that I had to like repress the memory and like not think about it. <laughs> yeah. But I fucked up bad enough where I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. And then, but then I go online and I watch other people's Nam demos and I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, everyone feels, everyone's on the same page. Everyone totally. hates doing them. Yeah. I'm at a point where I'm still kind of like, trying to do what I can. So like I do the NAM demos that I do for the companies that support me yeah. because I want to like give back, but like it's, it's a definitely, it's definitely a different kind of pressure, but I kind of, I don't know. It's kind of exciting, but also yeah. like, totally. I know that all the guitarists that are watching and all the other musicians that aren't like, you know, like all the musicians that like know what's up 
aren't going to judge me when I fuck up because they know the pressure that happens when you're at NAMM and stuff like that. And like, you're sweaty and it's weird and the lights are bright and you're like, Oh my God, I'm playing in front of people. And it's yeah. like, I'm at Walmart or something. Yeah, <laughs> totally. But like, there's still some people that are going to see you on the internet and talk mad shit. And you just got to like, not think about yeah, it. Yeah. You just can't. I mean, the internet people yeah. are just, you know, they talk yeah, shit no. no matter what, but I always say if they if they aren't talking shit about you, then you're not as well known as you want to be. You know, that's true. If yeah, yeah. That's so, true. um, okay. So you mentioned that you're not as good at rhythm playing. Do you think that? Th I feel like there are a lot of people who are in that realm now. Like, there's so many fucking lead players, and it's harder to find a rhythm player because we go through this with Entheos. Naveen's rhythm hand is really, really good. So mm -hmm. in the past, it was hard for us to find someone who had as tight of a rhythm hand because so many people are so focused on do the shred. Dude. Yeah, they want to shred. Be like, do you think yeah. that this is a product of like the Internet guitar player generation? Um, yes and no. I think that um, for me personally, in my experience, the reason why I um, am not as good at that especially starting out mm -hmm. is because I just didn't understand that it takes a lot more than you think it does because with this hand, you know, the rhythm stuff might be super easy. And when I first started doing this kind of stuff, that's what I was focusing on yeah, because yeah. with leads, you don't have to think as much, yeah. but it's, there's so much that goes on with this hand with the muting and all that shit. Um, excuse me. That is just like, so you have to think about it so much, literally just as much, if not more, you have to think about it just as much as this hand, because it's like mute, open, mute, open, yeah. kind of mute, you know, like yeah, you just gotta totally. really get in there and you have to pick hard as fuck. Yeah. And that's my problem. Like, I'm just small. So like, <laughs> it's just like harder to do, but, um, and also if you get like heavier strings, it's harder to do that. And yeah, yeah I feel like a lot of people, I'm a, I do this, you know, I just want to be like, you know what I mean? Like, so I, so the rhythm stuff gets left behind at first. It was because I just wasn't aware of like, I just literally just wasn't self-aware of like, Hey, this sounds not as good. I just didn't have an ear for it. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Like I would play something. And then literally when we were tracking the anchor thought stuff, Tony was like, that sounds like shit. And I'm like, wait a minute. It kind of does. <laughs> and like I was learning like you have to have like a hard ass pick like this dude right here like I like to play with this like other people you know oh, what, like what might is have that? a different opinion but like it's like a, uh, like a pick boy oh is it two one of those millimeter Ernie Ball prodigy okay yeah. I got this pick from Tosin one time that was like a real fat clear guy do you yeah. remember that and that seemed like, I can't remember what it was called, but it was really heavy and it seemed like it would be really good for, for rhythm playing. I'm actually the to total opposite. I go thin pick. Wow. It's sort Fucking of- Fucking poser. Yeah, total poser. <laughs> no, 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 no. Damn, no, 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 Effect. Oh yeah, I rem I Yeah, yeah, it does. And, yeah. And so it, I guess like for me personally, the reason why I choose these because my hands are small and I'm just weak. <laughs> but I mean, it's, yeah, everybody has. Naveen has very muscular forearms, so it's it, <laughs> yeah. you know. His... I, don't, I mean, you don't you don't want to muscle it too much. You but get, dude, you you're fucking fatigued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm. But I'm, I'm actually having to like pick a little 
not as hard, I've noticed. Really? Because sometimes, like, if you're doing, like, a really fast, like, 16th thing, like, a and you pick it too hard, mm-hmm. like, it's not as clear as if it's, like, in the middle. So I just, like, I look at the transient, and I'm yeah. just, like, okay, that's a little hard. If And I, I know where the sweet spot is if I look at the transients, like... Yeah, you got to find a sweet spot. Yeah. I tell all my students that regardless of what they want to learn, regardless if it's like tapping or like doing lead stuff or doing rhythm stuff, I'm like, when you're, I tell them start slow, whatever you're practicing, if it's an exercise or, it's, or if it's a cover or if it's one of your own songs, start really slow, but be really conscious of where the sweet spot is. Because when you're playing something really slow, you can put a lot of pressure and not get fatigued. Yeah. And it sounds good, but you have to find like a sweet spot of pressure so that you don't get fatigued. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's really important. Well, so what part gets fatigued? Is it your your hand or your forearm? It's your forearm. For sure. yeah. yeah. It's all that for me it's all. It's like yeah. not pressing down too much with these fingers, not doing too much with this because like you can get the right tone. You don't have to go 100%, but you have to you might have to go for me it's like 70% yeah. or yeah. something like that. Yeah. But if I go 80 or 90%, I'm just using too much energy and I'm going to get fatigued totally. when I don't really need to do that. Mm-hmm. What's, your fa- yeah. what's your favorite uh, guitar tone? Like sound? Um, It depends. It definitely depends on like what I'm doing because when I'm practicing, I take the gain and I take it all the way down and yeah. I make it really like... What I'd we- have a distortion, regardless if it's like a lead tone, no, a lead part or like a rhythm part, I will take the gain turn all the way down and make it a shitty, shitty tone, but so, um, Just so that clarity. I know that I'm picking hard. I don't know if that uh, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense for sure. That's for practicing. And for, um, actually like recording for an album, I would turn the gain down as far as it would go, but still sound really good. Cause if you turn it up too much, it's just going to be like, or whatever. Totally. Um, but honestly, I'm not a master of like rhythm tones or whatever. I'm not a master of tones at all. Honestly, <laughs> like to be real with you, I know that's but like, that's I, like a I'm thing always, you I'm have still to like, do I now. can't even answer that question at this point. I'm still learning. I'm still like figuring it out, Yeah. but I try to go as low on the gain as possible while it still sounds good. Same with the presence. I usually don't scoop the mids and um, I never, I don't usually, I don't do that, but like, I don't know. I just pick hard. Yeah. 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 Do you like fuck with these neural DSP plugins that everyone's way into now? Oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. You know, I'm a broke bitch. I don't have a fancy (laughs) amp or anything like that. Um, We're going to get one. Eventually we want to have like a jam space in our place. Aren't you both guitar players? Ben's, Me a, and ben, oh yeah, yeah. Ben's a guitar player as well, right? Your, your boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben, um, he plays in a band called Grey Lotus. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Grey Lotus Sanjay is in that band. I and so. Matt Tillett. It's basically Wormhole, but like, but like Ben is writing it. <laughs> oh, that's sick. Naveen loves that last, what, The Weakest Among Us. Naveen yeah, fucking really good. loves that record. Oh, they're so sick. I was at... Um, they're pretty much like the only people that we've been hanging out with during COVID. We were at their place last night. They were super sick. Oh nice. But um Oh Noni? Noni and Sanjay? Sanjay, yeah, yeah Noni and Sanjay. Sick. Yeah, they're super sick. Um but yeah, like we're both guitar players and it's so great. Like I 
always end up dating guitarists, not because it's not a conscious thing, but yeah. I just only, I just play guitar all the time and I just hang out with people to do what I do. Oh. So it just like me and Ben for like a long time, we were friends and we just ended up in the same space constantly. <laughs> and we just like, it just, you know, it just kind of like worked out that way. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's really awesome because like, we're very different. We play very different stuff. Like he's more like, death metal and i'm more like prog stuff and we can whenever we post videos or whatever like that like he's in the other room and i'll be like hey come listen to this like or and vice versa and stuff like that and it's really awesome to have like yeah, yeah. those two different perspectives and i think we both kind of like mold each other in ways that we wouldn't be molded if we didn't have those very different perspectives oh absolutely if that makes sense. absolutely naveen and i even though we're in the same band and we do have a lot of um you know musical uh artists that we love in common they're they're very different things that we like like Naveen likes a very different style of vocal than I prefer like mm -hmm. I've always been a fan of like mid-range stuff Naveen likes like toilet vocals a lot of the time. <laughs> that's not really true kind of is. I like some of it yeah for sure but you know so I like brutal vocals but it sure. is cool because he will be like uh this part should be like you got to go lower like this needs to be like yeah. way more brutal I'm always like do it lower. Yeah, Do exactly. Lower. Whereas this needs to be more brutal. <laughs> yeah, it's like bring out the brutal dude. But it, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, I have always only dated musicians as well. Naveen and I have been together for eleven years now, though. So you know, I haven't. It, but I'm been dating a musician for a yeah. long time. But I totally <laughs> agree. It's like that's where I hang out. I'm at shows. It's just inevitable that you know you yeah. end up dating other musicians when you're one of the only girls at the show, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. That's you got a lot. You got your pick of the draw. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Lining up. <laughs> yeah. So, what kind of like uh, you said you were into prog? What kind of prog music got you into doing what you do? Um. Let's see. So, when I started listening to the stuff that got me into what I play now, I was like. Uh, 18, 19, honestly, like the reason that I really got into Entheos was because I heard that Evan Brewer was in a new band oh, yeah. oh, nice. and I literally his solo stuff, like I like the faceless or whatever and all that stuff, but like his solo alone. Yeah. Yeah. Really got me into instrumental music that animals as leaders and, uh, like plenty and like scale the summit. I did it backwards. Oh, wow. Like, so you've, so you've liked and people stuff when I was younger, but I wasn't really at good at guitar yet yeah. to, to like understand what was going on musically. I was just like, Oh, this is like heavy or whatever. And I'm listening to it. Totally. Anyway, but um, yeah, so that stuff. And after I discovered like all like the instrumental prog stuff, I started getting back into like death metal, mm -hmm. but in a way that was like, I'm listening to the guitars and I'm listening to the mix and listening to the drums yeah. Yeah, yeah. rather than just like listening to with my friends and because it's like heavy music and we're angry, which yeah. is cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I kind of had this thing when I was like 13 or 14 or whatever, I started listening to like heavy music because I was like an angry teenager or whatever. And then I started listening to like rock again and then like softer music. And then when I got to like 18, 19 and my music abilities, like playing abilities were more mature. I started to understand what they were doing with the guitars yeah. more intimately. So Absolutely. I could appreciate instrumental music. And once I started getting into community more, 
I um, started to appreciate death metal in a new way that I didn't appreciate it before because I had a lot more skills and a lot more appreciation for the musicality than I did when I was like 14. Oh, totally. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was like rediscovering it in that way. And also rediscovering the community of awesome people that we know, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So, um, yeah, it was a lot of Evan Brewer, Evan Brewer's like alone, that album. And I remember I learned currency, like, Oh, I've um, seen you have you have a playthrough up of that, right? No, Do you no, have no, no. An I think that was before up? I even started doing internet stuff. Oh. But um I would just like learn by ear. I didn't even I have like dyslexia and I wouldn't I was like when I was a teenager, I'm like, I'm not reading tabs, I'm just gonna learn by ear, which is like a good exercise, but like I read tabs now, but like um I would I learned most of currency. I would learn a lot of between the bear to me is like the band that got me into that stuff. Yeah. The first band that got me into there we go like, we we talk about BC be, Bam yeah. in every fucking episode because yeah. we love yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean what Mention. I know I mean you know, I know it is yeah. what it is totally but um yeah so BT Bam was like the first band that got me into it I remember when I was in ninth grade um one of my friends we had this like assignment in music theory class um you know bring in a live video and my friend brought in like the live or maybe it was like some, it was some like colors. It was something like some colors uh-huh. video oh, that yeah. they did. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. it, is it the one I they did that. in like a studio? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've seen that. Can't remember what it was called, but I think we're talking about the same thing. And I watched that and I was like, I want to figure this shit out. Yeah. And I was really self-conscious about it until I was like 18 or 19 because I just like felt like, oh, I'm not good enough to do this kind of stuff and da 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 da. And, um, I, it just took a lot of practice and I got into like between the bear to me and I would see their shows and they toured a lot with the contortionist and like animals as leaders. I'm not sure if, I think that was after you were touring with them. Yeah. It, it but, depends um, what tour, yeah. uh, the last tour that Naveen did was a BT BAM Tesseract animals tour. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it was after that though. I think the first time I saw them, it was in 2015. Yeah, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 2014, 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, it was like, like plenty and all that instrumental stuff. And honestly, when I started doing the anchor thought stuff, it was like, I wanted to be an instrumental project, but I'm just not good enough to like be that. And also like my vocals, I'm a vocalist uh-huh. and it was just like sad if I didn't like yeah use that in my music yeah i mean so that, well like, that's what i was gonna say i don't think that i think your music is great on its own and could be good instrumental music but for you to not sing because i we were just talking about this before the episode you're a fucking fantastic singer and for thanks. you to not sing on your project i think that would be like doing a disservice to the world because people yeah. should hear your voice yeah thanks and honestly that was more so because i was just like angsty and i was still like 17 18 and i was like i just want i don't want to talk about my feelings i just want to make notes yeah Yeah. but um obviously i got over that and um yeah it's just like then i started getting into cattle decapitation again and like um you know and then i found you guys and i found like um i don't know my brain's blunt you know like whatever you know brutal stuff but (laughs) It's, it was so backwards. It was so weird the way that I found it when I was a teenager and then kind of fell away from it and then rediscovered it later in a totally different kind of way because 
I was just more mature as a musician and I could intimately understand what was happening with the uh, instruments. Absolutely. Yeah, aside sense. from just being angsty and like being noise. Yeah. And I think that's why so many musicians are the fans that we see at shows because there is a great aspect of this music that it's like, yeah, it's cool to listen to when you're trying to get the rage out and, and all of that stuff. But on an even deeper level, the, the technicality um, that goes into the musicianship, all of the musicians who play in metal from vocals to drums, guitars, yeah. bass, synth players, it's incredible. And when you know what you're listening to, it just makes bands like BT Bam or any of the stuff that you mm -hmm. named that much better because you're like, holy shit, how can these people do this stuff and like play it perfectly? And it's just a, it's a different take on, on mm -hmm. uh, that kind of music. That's what I love mm -hmm. about it. It's for me. It's you get the angst and it's technical. Yeah, basically. yeah. Right? So yeah, yeah, I mean, you get it, them it both just, at the same yeah, time. Yeah, flips my and brain like, yeah. upside down. And, and I always play. I played drums before I even heard metal. So when, um, yeah. obviously, when I heard metal, I was like, okay, that. That's I'm going over there totally, for sure. Totally. Yeah. So you never saw the Evan Brewer solo experience. I have never seen him live. I remember. Um, I. When I first, no, because I, my parents, I grew up in the middle of nowhere. In, Vir and, in Virginia, right? Yeah, in Virginia, in Roanoke, Virginia. And to see a touring band, you would have to go to Richmond or North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Richmond or like Greensboro or something, which is like an hour, two, three hours away to see a band. And oh. my parents are like, you know, like regular ass, like, strict parents or whatever and they're like <laughs> you're not allowed to go to shows with your with these random teenage boys and i'm like okay whatever that's i just went to house shows when i was a teenager and i didn't really get to go to like touring band shows without like my friend's parents until i was like 17 18 when i could like drive around yeah. and um so Shepherd. i saw the faceless when i was 18 and i think i saw you guys when i was 18 and both times I was like dying to see Evan play and he wasn't there yeah. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> because like, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that like Tim disappointed me or anything, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, but yeah. you know what I mean? I was just like, yeah, you wanted to see, wanted to see, like, Evan. I want to see this guy play. I didn't get that. I didn't even get to see his like solo performances at all, but, um, I've seen videos. Yeah. Evan's see. incredible. I mean, dude, we are, we love Evan's playing, you know, yeah. we love yeah. Evan and, Watching Evan live is amazing. And I was, I did merch for animals on their first headlining tour. And it was, mm -hmm. it was animals, intronaut, uh, Evan Brewer, last chance to reason with Mike Lassard and watching Evan play every night was just so fucking cool. So cool. Yeah. He was up there by himself and he was just ripping bass. I mean, I still remember the first time that we, that I heard alone because Naveen and I were moving to LA and Naveen had a copy of Alone like right before it came out. So we were on the drive down and we played it. And I just like my mind flipped yeah. when so I heard good. that. Yeah. Evan is one of the most incredible musicians I've ever met in my life. He's yeah, he's amazing. Sure. So, uh, yeah, I mean, dude. He should Alone. do another album that's just uh, bass. Playing yeah, I know. Bass. I'm wondering if, he is, if he's working on anything right know. now or anything. I would love to yeah. hear another Evan Brewer album. Yeah, but yeah, that's really cool, man. All of those bands are fucking great, and you know we talk about BT Bam all the time. They're just a fantastic band, huge fan. Uh, yeah. When you yeah, when you were a kid, like, what kind of music 
did you like start off listening to like Slipknot and that type of shit or what did you? Dude, you just read me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, you got that so look, well, like, well, you know, yeah. no, but like, um, kind of, I did listen to Slipknot, but, um, I listen to all kinds of shit. Like I wouldn't, I never like identified with like a specific type of music. Mm-hmm. I've had like a bunch of different <clears throat> phases where I listen to different stuff, but like, um, I, listen to a lot of rock music. I listen to a lot of, um, pop music. Now I listen to a lot of pop music just for like the vocals and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But, um, let's see, like when I first started listening to like music that I liked rather than what was just like on the radio that like my parents played or that I just heard that my friends were playing, it was like, um, I don't know stuff you'd see on like VH1, like Thirty Seconds to Mars, or oh, like yeah. Green Day, or like um, Metallica, or like whatever. And that was like middle school, and then I started getting into like um, death metal and stuff like that. And I started off because I was like super like I think this is just a speculation, but like I was super preppy cheerleader for like ten years. And then in like seventh, halfway through seventh grade, I was like, ding, I don't want to do this. And I just wanted to be the darkest, like, (laughs) I just wanted to listen to like the grungiest, like darkest shit, whatever. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But, um, like I said, it was like, I was more trying to get like the anger out when I was listening to this kind of stuff. And I would listen to like suicide silence or like job for cowboy or whatever mm-hmm. and like slipknot or corn i still like corn i still jam i Dude, still would corn jam fucking corn. jams we jammed like issues, issues. or something Follow issues the- is sick. yeah and it still holds up it sounds really fucking good too the production is really good on that record yeah yeah and then after i started to chill out a little bit i listened to like led zeppelin and like um i don't know i really love queen and stuff like that and then um, I listened to jazz too. I was in jazz band. I oh, played bass in jazz oh, band. Oh, um, and it's just all kinds of stuff. I mean, I really can't like give you like one category because like yeah, every year or like six months, I would be on something yeah. totally different. Yeah. I would like My Chemical Romance, but then also on the other side, I would be listening to like some instrumental jazz stuff that was yeah. just like yeah. interesting. But um, so you were listening to like nerdy dad jazz when you were a kid, dude, there's this one <laughs> album. Um, my phone's dead right now. I would look it up, but it's called show me what you got. And it's like not even on Spotify, but it's like Frank Gambali and a couple other dudes that just randomly made like an instrumental album. And it is so beyond its time in uh, the nineties, I think, or I think it was in the nineties. But it was like so great, and I like discovered it, and I was just like, "This is crazy," you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But like, I was I also listening to like Slipknot or like yeah, yeah. Right. some like screamy stuff or whatever. Yeah. And at the same time, and then when I was, like I said, I just kind of like graduated to more chill music because I wasn't trying to get as much angst out. Yeah. And then I rediscovered the technical side of the metal music when i started to mature as a musician if that yeah. makes sense yeah but it's all over the place i really can't give you like one i really like grunge music too oh dear. like i I'm, would i'm a Smashing Pumpkins is like one of my favorite bands i wouldn't want to hang out with billy corgan i don't know i don't think so he seems like a, he, he <laughs> a little pretentious know, but <laughs> dude i've but, been on know. i've been on a hardcore uh pumpkins kick lately and 
I, I've watched a lot of Billy interviews. I don't know if I'd want to. I don't know. I don't know. He I'd seems interesting. Yeah, sure. yeah. That, he seems interesting. Great. I mean, he's written a ton of great music. He's a fucking great performer. And I feel like the Pumpkins are a severely um, overlooked band when it comes to how actually experimental they are. Like if you go, mm-hmm. if you watch Pumpkins live shows, they're very jammy. Like they jam, and it's it gets super trippy. But I think that most yeah. people just know them for like melancholy and, and Siamese dream and just the stuff that they did like pre like 96 or 97. I could <laughs> do a whole podcast just talking about the Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> I love that band so much. Um, yeah, I watched an interview of him saying that his performance, his relationship with performing evolved throughout his career be- so much because at the beginning they could go to a club and play some like B-side stuff when yeah. they're, when they were getting really popular, they could go to a club and play some weird shit and people would be like, fuck yeah, this is like some smashing pumpkin shit that we wouldn't usually hear. This is awesome. Like, oh, yeah. and they would be really intro- like experimental and just, you know, whatever they do. But then as the, millennium kind of turned as they started to be more of a classic rock band the people would be angry if they tried to do that and they'd like demand him to like play today and not not saying those are bad obviously but you know like they would they would be like entitled and just be like hey like we're we want the classics so his relationship with performing had to change from i'm enjoying this because i'm playing this right now to I'm enjoying this because I'm feeling the crowd enjoy it yeah, and like kind yeah. of mirroring that I'm just like kind of I'm paraphrasing but yeah. you get what I mean like totally. so I would love to be I was born in 96 I would love to go back to like 94 or like 93 and see them like then I've this. seen them live now <laughs> and it's just like they're playing the fucking hits and stuff yeah that's super awesome but like they just can't i mean i guess that goes for all the bands like that that were like big in the 90s and stuff like that but like that i would love to just like i if i were rich if i was like a rich person i would and they were still cool with each other i would pay all of them to get together (laughs) in a little club and i'd be like hey just play whatever yeah i know i think i think in that are you talking about the Joe Rogan interview? Because I think he was saying. Oh yeah, it may yeah. have been the Joe Rogan. I think he was saying that they were gonna do that, like they were gonna do a really small show and just like play whatever they. Oh wanted. really? Yeah, I don't remember that. I, I but think that's what he was talking about. That is a thing. I've always I respect Billy Corgan very much because first of all, he's n- not one of those guys who got lost to drugs, heroin in the nineties. Yeah. Like the Pumpkins have never really. I mean, they went away a little bit. But they just put out a new record last year, Seer, on Sumerian, which is fucking like totally yeah, weird. So, yeah, I saw that and I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so All weird. Right. It's really collided. cool. But, World's you know, collided. the the Pumpkins have always, really Billy, he's evolved the band over time. It doesn't sound the same as it did back mm-hmm. then. And I still, I think that a lot of people would not like Seer, but I... I like the songs he's doing. I, I at least respect that he's like still out here experimenting and he doesn't really give a fuck what people think about the music that he puts out. And that's fucking cool. Yeah, the fact that they even joined Sumerian shows us that <laughs> they're trying to evolve. Yeah. That they're trying that they're paying attention to what's going on. 
And whether or not it's like, oh, this is the new hip label, we're going to join it or not, they're thinking about it and they want to keep going. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, I I think he's a really respectable artist. And yeah, I like that. Did you like Seer? I haven't listened to it that much. Yeah, honestly, like I, I haven't even listened to it that much. But what I have heard of it, I'm like, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm like, this isn't the same as it was before. And a lot of people feel entitled to say like, oh, you're supposed to do what I want you to do. And that's what you were doing literally 30 fucking or 20 fucking years ago, which isn't how humans work. Right. Like if he was playing the same shit that he was playing 20 years ago, that's probably because he had like a mental disorder or something like that. Like (laughs) you're supposed to grow as a human and as an artist, like, okay, that sounded horrible. Oh my God. But what I'm saying is like, (laughs) that was terrible. What I'm saying (laughs) is like, no, it wasn't. No, <laughs> what I'm saying is like, you're supposed to grow. Yeah, you're supposed yeah. to yes. fucking be different. Yes. Like if people feel entitled to say like, you're supposed to sound like what I want you to sound like what I heard 20 years ago, mm-hmm. yeah, that is fucked up to me, I think. Yeah, I know, you know what it, I mean. It like puts forward the question because I look at this with people who have had super big hits and then they don't necessarily go away. They're still making music, but people want to hear that shit when they hear it live. So it's like, I don't know that I would want to be one of those people with like a five major huge fucking hits because then Mm -hmm. it's like, all right, everyone's just coming to see those songs. Do they care about like my art as a whole? I I Mm -hmm. almost think it's cooler. And that is one thing that happens with metal. I think it's like, there aren't really hits that happen in metal. Even if a band has like a hit record or something. And if they do have somewhat of a hit, they're like trying to play it. Yeah. Cause they're like, yes, <laughs> Cause they're we, like, like money. Like we band. did it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I, I think it would kind of not be the most fun thing to be stuck in that image of who people want you to be. Like, I want you to be the guy who's playing fucking disarm every single night when you go out. And now he's like 56 and he's still playing a song from that. He wrote when he was in his twenties, you know, it's, it's weird. Yeah. It wouldn't be that fun. That's why I always just quit the bands that I'm in. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That's That's Naveen's secret. At the beginning when we were talking about the anger stuff, I was like, we might, I might do this. I might do that. It's Jen. It's like the new stuff that I'm writing is pretty much all me. I would say 80% mm-hmm. all me. Ben has a hand in it. Kevin has a hand in it. Yeah. Uh, a couple other people who ever hear it, you know, like people will be over here that I'm friends with and just like, you know, it's just a fluid thing. Of course. Um, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't want to fucking play the shit that I was playing when I was 16. Yeah. Yeah. Either. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine. I don't, don't want to do that. That's why I, I even thought that like when I was in my old band, I, I mm-hmm. remember looking at bands like, uh, just older bands that have been around for a while. And I'm like, man, I'm not trying to be in this fucking band when I'm like 30, you know, cause at the time I was like 20, you know, yeah, like yeah. fuck that dude. I want to do something else. Yeah. You know, I never yeah. really, I don't I look at bands that have, they like started their band and then that, that's just like it, yeah. you know, like for their whole life. I, I don't know. I'm just not that way. Like now I'm, now I'm been in a lot of bands and I've done a lot of projects and stuff. So I want to just keep going with the one band. You know, don't worry, Jenny. But, yeah, I'm uh, over here sweating. <laughs> <laughs> so. Like that whole time she was like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> babe. Yes. Uh, babe. No. Yeah. Uh, so, no, now I've had all the, you know, I don't, I like just doing my thing in, in the band and that's cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's kind of it's different when I'm, you know, the total 
songwriter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That <laughs> it, that is a thing. It's like when you are the songwriter, you feel the connection to all the songs. I feel bad for the people who like will join your band or the people who join our band and they're yeah. they're playing music that they didn't necessarily write. They might not be that passionate about it. You never know. So it's like I I I feel at least better not being the person filling in and having to play someone else's songs for the rest of my life. But I, I, yeah. I think it's a different kind of deal. Like I'm open to, um, obviously I'm open to like filling in for bands that I enjoy because yeah. it's a different kind of pressure. Yeah. Like um, I really would like to like be a, fill in vocalist for a band because I don't have to worry about playing guitar and like keeping up with my gear. And also yeah. like, it obviously like I would have to enjoy the music, but like, um, I wouldn't have to think about it as much if that makes sense. Totally. Not that yeah. I totally. don't want to think about it and that I want to numb myself from anything, yeah. but yeah. like I would still have my thing, but like, it's just, you still get to play music that you like. It is yeah. always like, I like the project that I'm helping support I feel that it would still be fulfilling. It would just be in a different way. I just didn't write it, but all, but I also haven't toured like that at this point. So I don't know, but I feel like if I'm performing something that I enjoy, it would be, um, it would still be fulfilling, but also I wouldn't want to quit doing my deal. Yeah. Totally. Which is like, it's a totally different fulfilling thing. Yeah. Which could, which could be a crossroads that, came up depending on how you know the popularity of the project or the how busy the project was you know some people actually have to give up the the thing they actually care about in order to like pursue this career with another band so that would be yeah i mean you don't think you would fill in like okay let's say a huge band asked you to fill in and you were getting paid and you didn't like the band would you do it it depends on how much I don't like the band. <laughs> like if say like um 12 toe death hurdle punch <laughs> tries to like hire me for like a million dollars, I'd probably be like I can't handle you. <laughs> but also like I don't really like play death metal, but if a death metal band asked me to fill in for them, I'd be like, that sounds suck. That sounds sick. Yeah, I yeah. can't write that kind of stuff, but I'd fucking eat shit for the first couple of days and then get up and smile and then do it the rest of the tour. You know what I mean? Totally. And but like, it's, it just depends on the situation. Yeah. You know? So when you do live stuff with anger thought, are you going to like sing and play guitar? Yeah. I practice, um, I practice doing it. The opportunity I've had a couple opportunities to play like one-off shows with some of my, some of my friends have offered me that opportunity. And I've just been like, I can't, I'm not going to get the set together just for like one show, Yeah, Yeah. but I have it locked and loaded. You know what I mean? Because you have to, you have to like, you can't just be like, Oh, I have this opportunity now. I have to because if you're playing and singing, that takes a long time. Especially right. if it's like more technical stuff, it takes a long time to uh, yeah, just to just get ready to yeah. perform. Yeah. So I'm ready to do that kind of thing. Obviously, we haven't had any tour offers because the past year that hasn't been in the conversation. Right. But like. Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to do that. And I love singing and playing. And for some parts, 
it makes me like, you know, when you're playing, you're like kind of sometimes, at least for me, I like kind of overthink it when I'm singing and playing at the same time, there is zero space in my brain for overthinking things. Yeah. <laughs> Even if I mess up, I bulldoze right over it and keep going. Wow. And sometimes when I'm playing guitar, that's the case. But when I'm singing and playing, it's like ro- not robotic in a negative way, but it's like, I am completely in the moment and I have to be. And it's like, yeah, what I feel like I should be doing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like you can't, there's no room for you to sit and think about like what you're, what food you're going to order to eat after the show because you're using yeah. all of these. When, <laughs> when did that come to you? Because that's very fucking hard. Like it's very hard. I cannot, yeah. I can't even play a Nirvana song on guitar. I, I want to learn how time. to maybe do that. Maybe like a, yeah. 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 <laughs> that's it. It's a, I, a Nirvana song. That's been, <laughs> so I was a vocalist. I don't even consider myself like a guitarist or vocalist. I consider myself like a song. I mean, I do obviously, but like first and foremost, I'm like a songwriter Yeah. and then a vocalist. And I learned how to play like guitar and drums and piano and well, drums did it, whatever. Um, I tried, but you know, anyway, I learned all that stuff to supplement the vocals. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to write songs. Yeah. And, um, I've been doing that ever since I remember the first time I played guitar, I was learning. Um, I, I learned piano when I was a kid. So I already uh, understood what notes were and what chords were and stuff like that. So when I, um, I took lessons to learn piano, but when I got a guitar, I taught myself and I knew what the chords were and I could look at things online and just be like, you know, they'll have like the song lyrics and then the chords above them that you should be playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would just learn that way. Like, that's just how I learned because I wanted oh. to play along and sing it. And um, like I said, when I started the Anchor Thought stuff, it was a lot about me just wanting to play a bunch of notes and like kind of like not think about writing about my feelings. And obviously that evolved into what it is now. But um, now it's just like I want to it just makes me view it in a different way, if yeah. that makes sense. Like it makes me see the fretboard in a different way. Like, huh. what can I play while I'm singing this? I don't have to look because if you're singing and you're doing this, yeah. it looks right. fucking. It, yeah. It's kind of like I'm not saying that when other people do it, it's weird. I'm just saying that like it feels <laughs> no, weird. No, it's, like, it's, it's not... weird. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's like, like I have world. to be conscious like, like when I'm writing. Like... Can I sing and do this at the same time? Can I like like right. I don't have main vocals over any of the leads because I know that I want to be the one playing the lead and I know that I'm going to be the one singing. I don't know. I might get a person to scream in my band, like a, or something like that. I'm not sure. I tried. I'm not, I don't, I can only, I want to do it, but there's only so many things I can do before I spread myself too thin. I already do like a million things, but, um, it's like, short answer. Yes. (laughs) Long answer. Yes, and it's hard, and I have to practice it a lot, but it helps me. It just helps me, like, view it in a different way, and I enjoy doing it. Yeah, that's fascinating. So when you, okay, so when you're, like, writing a guitar phrase, when you're writing a (laughs) phrase on guitar, does the vocal pattern, do you, like, do you have to line it up to the exact thing that you're playing on guitar, like, uh like by note, like I'm going to play a 16th, I'm going to do 16ths here. I'm going to line up my vocals with that. Or can you separate the two in your mind? Like you can do a different pattern. Like, let's say you have like a, a, a soaring vocal that's over, you know, sweeping or whatever. Do you, 
it it's all different. It all happens in a different way. Sometimes when I'm writing, I'll have a melody of a vocal line in my head. Sometimes I'll straight up just record the vocal part and then record the guitar part. But no, it, I definitely have a lot of parts that are contradicting or like clap, not clashing, but maybe contradicting is the word. I'm not sure, but like the, it is way easier when the rhythms match up. But if all of your music in all of your music, your vocal rhythms match up with your guitar rhythms, it's mm-hmm. going to be kind of boring after a while. Totally. So no. like dying fetus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it just fucking sucks. You just have to practice it a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just happen to enjoy doing that, so it works. But, like, it's just, like, a lot of practicing it. You know what I mean? And once you have the... It's like playing drums. Like, you have to separate this and your feet. Yeah, well, that's that's why I was going to say I'm surprised that you say that you suck at drums because it seems like you're doing the same thing in your head that you would be doing with each of your limbs. Yeah, it's like just doing a different rhythm with your vocals versus the guitar. Like, it seems like you have... It seems like you have the capability to be a... What's the the word for like polyrhythm i guess you could say or no no like, like interdependence like when yeah interdependence of limbs it seems like you mm-hmm. have the ability to do that so it's surprising that you say you suck at drums and i i'm assuming you're probably kind of good at drums you're just gonna say I'm, you i no. okay so here's the deal like i feel like i could be good at drums if i put a lot of time yeah. into it yeah. i just yeah. want, want to playing guitar a lot more yeah dude yeah i just like playing guitar a lot more and it just there were just more opportunities for guitar yeah. and I just, I just want to, I'm just a fucking narcissist. I just want to be the center of attention. That's not the <laughs> only reason we can why relate. I play guitar, yeah, but like I, I want to be the vocalist first and foremost. Yeah. And um, when you're a drummer, that usually isn't what you would do. Like, yeah. obviously there are bands that were the drummers, the vocalists, but like, I want to like have his, like be running around. Totally. I just want to run around in front of people. It's I just want to jump up and down. Uh, totally. I, <laughs> I was going to make a joke and say, come on, admit that you just wanted to like be the star, a rock god, with <laughs> yeah. a fan on you. Yeah. Do I you want to run around in front of a bunch of people? I don't care what I'm doing. I just want to like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's like no matter what, I'm going to be running around. All that is just total bullshit. Once you actually play a show on drums, it's the sickest thing ever. Yeah, Naveen's the star. Straight up. Oh yeah, I've no, never, I mean, I've, <laughs> I've never played drums live before, so I actually don't know. Oh, yeah. it feels so good. Well, also, I play drums with other people, and it feels good, but I've never done it live. Yeah. yeah. Also, Sarah, you and I are both very small statured people, so we'd be kind of hard to spot behind a drum kit. You know, it'd be like way <laughs> taller than us. When I'm playing drums, I'm like. Yeah. My body is like moving like this because like the amount of pressure I have to use on my feet and my arms, I'm just like, it's, it's, obno- it's like, it looks obnoxious. And I'm just like, I can't do this. This isn't my thing. When people see you in real life, are they like, whoa, I thought you'd be like seven foot tall. Every single time. Well, they don't say seven foot, but they're like, you're small. You look like a child. <laughs> I literally haven't, I was small. I was like one of the small kids when I was in school. I stopped growing in seventh grade. Whoa, really? I'm not kidding. I'm 4'11". Holy shit. Yeah, I'm only 5'2", so I don't really have a whole lot of room to talk. Cheney's like towering over you. what I will say is that when I meet someone and I think they're small, (laughs) then it's like, holy fuck, this person is really small. And when I met you, I was like, damn, Sarah's like a small person, (laughs) you know? Yeah, yeah. But I am too, so that's fucking awesome. So what have you been doing to to pass? I mean, you're a full-time artist, right? That's what you do. 
I'm a hustler. That's what I, that's what I say. Um, I do make, I do make money with my art. I teach lessons. I like, I, like we were talking about at the beginning, um, I sell art and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That honestly, I make way more money with art than I do with music. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I haven't, I just, I suck at jobs. I cannot, I sucked at school. I didn't go to college. I suck at like, I just don't want people to tell, I don't know. Like, I just don't, I just want to, if I'm going to survive, it's going to be on my own terms at this point. Yeah. I've been lucky enough to be able to do that. I mean, I'm still poor, but like, I still figure it out. But like, um, I just don't stop. Yeah. Yeah. And I enjoy that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if I, I have days where I do chill out, but most of the time I'm on, you know what I mean? Totally. So yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that most of the opportunity comes to you through the internet, right? Absolutely. There are definitely opportunities, especially since I started moving around outside of where I grew up that show themselves in person more and more, mm-hmm. especially after going to name and stuff like that. But like, it's mostly like internet stuff. Like without the internet, I would have had to, I mean, that's how it is for everyone. Like without the internet, we would all have to like in the eighties, like go to LA or New York or something yeah, yeah. and like, Totally. Go to clubs and just like network and network and network. And you still have to network constantly, but like in person too. But like a lot of the opportunities, paid opportunities, all the commissions that I get mostly. I mean, sometimes it's family members. Sometimes it's like people that know me in person. But most of the time, like I wouldn't be able to sustain. It wouldn't be sustainable without the Internet. Yeah, which is pretty fucking incredible. I mean, so you you never really toured that much and people knew you as a guitar player already. Like they've known you last night, we had a party at our house and we told them that we were having you on the podcast today. And everyone was like, Sarah, she fucking shreds, dude. And I was like, I was just like, how amazing is this that I, I didn't know if you had ever toured before anything like that. But how amazing is it that you can be on the Internet hustling your ass off and a ton Mm -hmm. of people know you just Mm -hmm. from doing that? You didn't you didn't really have to like go and tour and do the thing. And you're able to now sustain your lifestyle because of this incredible tool. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It definitely is an incredible tool. And I don't, um, I try not to like, like I said earlier, you have to stay on top of it. Like you can't get comfortable. You can't be like, Oh, I have this much of this or, Oh, this many people did this or, Oh, I had some commissions. So I'm fucking, you know, whatever. Good like you can't think of it that way. Like you have to, I mean, that's what I've learned so far. I mean, like, I'm sure there's a level you can get to where you can chill out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, I don't know if there is. I don't think so. I yeah. really don't even think that that exists <laughs> yeah. anymore or at all. But like, um, it's crazy. It's crazy how you can just like, and it sucks because there's a lot of people I know who are amazing that put so much energy into playing shows every single chance they get around where they live mm-hmm. and they don't see any progress. And it's like, yeah. it's backwards. Yeah. yeah. It's like put it's, that effort into your internet and you'd get so much more out of it yeah. than playing, you know, 15 yeah. person well, we even, shows. We even talk about that with, you know, if we get tour offers and we aren't totally sure on whether or not we should take it, we're like, you know, it might be more valuable for us to turn down this specific tour offer and just stay at home and make some fucking content yeah, like and put it on the internet through. because a lot of the time that gets even more looks than what you would attract on a tour. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
but that I don't, I still don't think that you could just do it. I mean, obviously there are definitely people that get famous on the internet for like this specific thing that I do. Mm-hmm. I definitely still want to tour and I definitely still want to like, of course, do all that stuff. Obviously, like I, I try to network in person as much as I can. And you, I wouldn't be where I am on the internet if it weren't for that networking in person either. Cause there's a lot that a lot of driving, a lot of like, getting fucked over and a lot of like not by people specifically but just like shit happening you know what i mean and a bunch of like shit that still happens and um i still think it's really important to do the in-person stuff especially for like the kind of stuff that like i do or like we do and stuff like that but it's really like you just have to pick your battles yeah Yeah, you know what i mean absolutely true well i was listening to an interview that you did and you said that uh just going to nam and networking is how you ended up playing nam in the and, oh, and, and getting oh, an endorsement definitely which definitely honestly i was like damn this girl is she must have been killing it because i feel like so many people go to nam with the networking thing in mind and it doesn't necessarily pan out for them mm-hmm. in the way that that they had thought so do you think that like your internet thing um and then going to nam and networking that way do you think that like the internet helped build your your capabilities for uh irl networking at those that type of shit i mean definitely it's it sucks and it's like weird the way that it works now but it does matter like it sucks to think about but like companies care about that kind of stuff if you don't care about getting endorsements it's different but like i said i'm a broke bitch yeah. I want to get discounts. On Give me stuff. free yeah. shit. I enjoy the community also that exists within companies. Like right. with yeah. Ormsby, it's not even about getting the perks like monetarily of like being endorsed. It's more so like I genuinely just like enjoy all the people that are also involved. Yeah. And at Nam, I didn't stay at the Ormsby house, but they li- <laughs> It was fucking sick though. I wish that we did at this point, but like they. Perry Ornsby, um, obviously the guy that owns a company, um, he rented a house in Anaheim and it was like a house that say like three adults and like a fuck ton of kids would have rented. And it had like three adult rooms and like five kid rooms that one was like princess themed, one was like Star Wars themed, one was like jungle themed or something like that. Anyway, but like it was just a house full of all the orange people. And I was, and we were hanging out there and stuff like that. And it was just like sick. They had these bikes in the back, like these children's like bikes and me and a couple of people would like race on them and stuff like that. It's just like, aside from being endorsed or whatever, there's just like a community also that's involved. That's like really super sick. I I agree. Same thing. And you know, it's, it's mutually, beneficial in the same way like they that's another support you know in that way Mm -hmm. not not just all like you were saying monetarily but it does feel cool to work with companies yeah and you know sometimes like i'll get ideas you know for like for vinyl you know i was like hey Mm -hmm. i want to make some videos for this specific symbol line like i noticed that you guys haven't you know, been posting about those very much. Like I'll make a bunch of videos for you, you know, uh, for that mm-hmm. thing. And it's, it just gives you more stuff to do, uh, you totally. know, yeah. work on. And I, yeah, I like that aspect of it. And and then of course, just like being associated with other musicians who are super sick, who are, might be 
yeah endorsed by it or whatever so absolutely i love it i mean i really really am like super appreciative of the companies that work with me you know what i mean it's just i don't know it blows, blows yeah. my mind yeah. i'm like why this is crazy yeah i'm starting yeah, to why <laughs> like why like, would you do that nuts. i'm starting to look at labels that way too it's like i you know we like went back and forth with the thought of self-releasing the the record we're working on right now and um eventually we decided we are going to do it on a label but one of the things about having just that support behind you like dude it's really cool to like get into my email and get uh, uh, get an email from our label and just know that someone else cares yeah. about yeah. what we're doing and what's going on. And just to like, whether or not they even really like your band or they would have chosen to put your band on, it's like having that support system of people behind you is, um, it's just something that you can't uh, put into a monetary yeah, value. Like having a team. Yeah. Yeah, it just feels good, and it's like, I don't know. It's nice to have a ton of... It's nice to make all of the money off of the art that you put out, but it's even cooler to feel like this whole team like got together and really cared and really made some shit happen, and yeah. everyone yeah. worked together. And, and, you know, you meet new friends that way, and that's why Nam is so cool. Nam is fantastic for hanging out with all of these internet people and, you know, seeing everyone in real life and just the... The camaraderie that exists, especially within the the genre that we play, is super yeah. highlighted and super amazing at Nam. Like the hangs at Nam are why we go every year. Yeah, it's why it's why I have yeah. FOMO if if we're like we might not go to Nam. It's like, dude, just hanging out the after parties. Like yeah. this, yeah. Was, this was going to be my tenth Nam this year. Holy oh, yeah. fuck! Yeah. This will be my fifth one. Okay. Damn. Oh, the twenty twenty two. We have this one. Yeah. What oh, yeah. year is it? I don't know anymore. It's 21. <laughs> we made it out of 2020, but. Yeah, so but in 2022 is the next one's happening in yeah. LA. Okay. Yeah. So I assume, I guess, I don't know if they've announced it yet. I don't know, but. Yeah. I don't know. It'll probably be I one. was kind of missing it a couple of months ago. I was like, damn, I, I would really actually like to go, you I know, would, stand in 45 minute drink lines with all my friends right now. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. I was usually for the past few years that I, I like that have been doing the demos like the pat like the couple weeks before it's like because i have to fly out obviously i'm on the um, east coast and i'm like oh my god i have to fly out i have to like get these things together and there's like this pressure that i'm gonna be the only one up there and i'm just gonna be like playing in walmart to like these people <laughs> in walmart lighting to like all these people yeah. with their cell phones on me yeah. like it's a different it's not even like playing a show it's different but it's a, i didn't miss the stress right but i kind of did but i definitely miss all my friends and stuff like that i know you know what i mean totally okay. or just the cool shit you stumble across it nam like i don't i can't remember if you were at this party that we went to it was some guitar company party but morgan ogren like who we both love because he played on soul niger within <laughs> drummer the drummer yeah. yeah um so soul niger within is frederick thordendahl's side project if you don't know what that is and uh which you should listen to if you have yeah. not heard it yeah um so he like got up and fucking started playing the medley and I never with some rando guy on yeah, guitar A guy there was like, Hey, I know how to play. Cause they posted this like medley of the album a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And this guy was like, Hey, I know how to play it. Like I can play Frederick Thornton's parts. Yeah. And then 
Was that in 2018? Yeah. I think so, I, I, yeah. It was at and a guitar company's party. I just party. kind of like, feel like you might have. Is it yes. party? Yeah, yeah. You were there, I think. I was there watching okay. it. I have some of it filmed. Yeah, okay, yeah, dude. But I was like, this is the best thing. That's I mean, I wanted to cry. I wanted to cry. <laughs> at our, and Justin McKinney was there too. And, and Zach Owen. And they're both as obsessed with that record as Naveen and I are. And like, I, I just, uh, it was totally cathartic. Like the craziest thing I've ever it's seen like happen. This rules. And now since then, that's the like little fucking piece of cheese on the string that keeps me going back to Nam Because I'm like, dude, if that happened, what else am I going to see at this yeah. fucking place? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. I can't, yeah, it'd be too much FOMO at this point. Maybe at some point I'll get jaded, <laughs> but I'm still fucking stoked about it. I don't care if it's nerdy. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I like I just, it. It's also like, fun to go and not do performances. Like yeah, I, I just like, like to drink all day and yeah. smoke, yeah. take my I, oil yeah. pen I've around. I've done uh, performances, and then like the last couple of years, I just go and hang out, and it's yeah. pretty fun. Well, but I'd probably yeah. I'd like to do a performance again. It'd be fun. It seems like Thomas stopped doing performances, or they only do like full bands. Yeah, they did. They were doing like the e-kit thing. Yeah. And then, yeah, I don't know. And anyway. Yeah. Yeah, well, it is fun. I know. Right on. I think we're going to. Yeah, we'll probably wrap it. We're about two hours. So. Yeah. Dude, that went by so fast. I know. I haven't even looked at the clock this whole time. That yeah. was two hours. Yeah. Damn, dude. Yeah, we yeah. have this cool uh, roadcaster thing that's like an interface for podcasts, so we can see like all the time on it and everything. It's really fucking yeah. nifty and cool. But, but yeah, thank you so much, yeah. Sarah, for being that was on the a podcast. Good time. Yeah, I mean, it was great hanging. The podcast goes quick because it's pretty fun. And we're fun to hang out with, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I can't wait to like you know hang out in person at some point when the world's like you know. Yeah, Same. I think yeah. it's. I'm pretty hopeful that we're gonna be back to some. I know th <clears throat> they're saying that California is opening with only. We just have to wear masks, but it's completely opening June 15th at this point. So that's the rumor. Yeah, and you know California is kind of like the most like that and like not opening anything state. So if we're gonna reopen, then I think that you know it, the rest of the country is probably in. Yeah, be when me soon. and um, I already got my first shot a couple of days ago. When me and my boyfriend get our second shot, we are we're just gonna go everywhere. We we're already planning <laughs> to go to LA and just like hang out with people because That's we sick. haven't been there since the last Nam, and we we're we're gonna like go to Miami and just be trash. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah Miami. We're going to, we're going to Florida uh, at, the at the end, end of the, of the month. month yeah. Miami so, is the best yeah. place to be trashed. Have you been there before? No, that's oh, why dude. I want to go so bad, dude. Yo, there's this hotel that we got the last time that we went to Miami and, and it was like this huge suite and it had a little uh, hot tub on the balcony. So we just got wasted and acted like we were rich all day and went out on the balcony and like chilled in the hot That's tub. Sick. It was so it's fucking fuck. sick. Yeah. Went out on the town. Yeah, went out on the town. <laughs> we, but yeah, man, thanks for hanging. It's been a good week. Have a good or a good talk. Have a good week, everyone. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and check uh, check uh, out all of Sarah's projects and seriously go check out her art page. She fucking rules. All right. Peace. Thanks, man. Bye. Peace out.